The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of myself and my guests and do not reflect those of the Walt Disney Company or anyone else's employers. Bye, Mom! Bye, Dad! I'm going to the dance! Now hold it right there, young lady. Let me see what you got on. Oscar, haven't you embarrassed her enough? Oh, no, I'm just getting started. Our little girl is becoming a young lady. What in the... I told you, Penny, no dating before you're married. Dress like Dark Vader. To keep the boys away like you did during the Crusades. <laughs> Thank you, sugar mama. Hey, little sister. I'm becoming a woman. Penny's gonna wind up living with us forever. Like you and Bobby, mama. <laughs> Shut up, boy, before I hurt you. What do you think you're doing now? Related to a Oscar Proud, would you? Lie, baby, lie. Yep, that's my daddy. Oh. Damn it. We brothers stick together. What kind of brother are you? A brother in charge. <laughs> oh, no. Meet my husband. Hey, big fella. <laughs> nice meeting you, too. You should try looking at the world through Penny's eyes. Come on, daddy. Keep it going now. <laughs> Disney Plus. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast without a cool acronym. The podcast where we cover Disney television animation shows. I'm your host, Charlotte Arochet. Joining me on the podcast today via Zoom, we have Matt Lavasser. There's nothing in the world like Action Park! Oh, wait, that's the uh, wrong Dangerous Theme Park. My bad. I'm sorry. Miranda? I sure am feeling good as hell. We can't say hell. This is a kid's show. Heck. 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 H-E double hockey sticks? Hell, 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 Coyote! And Scott Sandler. I love you, I'm beautiful, and I can do anything. <laughs> All right, so um, today we are here to talk about the um, the 2022 reboot of The Proud Family, The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. But first, I want to go through and kind of talk um, with everyone. What is your connection to The Proud Family? Uh, whoever wants to go first. Um, who wants to go first? Um, okay, Scott, go ahead. Okay, so admittedly, I was kind of casual, at least as a kid. It, um, while I allowed some girl-led shows into my sphere, the Proud Family was 
I wasn't an active watcher, but I'm, I was still rather invested that it was coming back and really enjoyed the first, well, I, I truly believe half season. Yeah. I mean, the last episode was was literally part one of a two-parter, wasn't it? Yep. I haven't watched all of them so far. Like, um, literally, even even the tweet announcing that there was that confirming there was a season two didn't say it was renewed. It said it's in production. So basically, they're doing that thing where it's like, oh, this is we're we're gonna order a slew of episodes and then have it be seasons one and two, but it's really just one season. Yeah, I, be- I I truly believe for this one. Art production order is fun. I know I watched The Proud Family when I was a kid. Like you know, I I, I grew up I I I would grow up in the early two thousands. That means I was like the appropriate age for one Saturday morning and ABC Kids and all that. And you know, of course, the golden age of the Disney Channel before they got ruined by doing nothing but sitcoms. Yep, and hasn't so- been nothing. Well, I, mean, I mean, yes, 2006 wasn't the greatest year for, okay, there, there, there was some, some things, but no, it, but I wouldn't say it was ruined by it. Yeah, well, I mean, nowadays it's not really ruined so much, because I've heard that they've stepped back from doing sitcoms all the time, and they've started doing more animated shows, like, of course, uh, Owl House and Amphibia and all that. Um, it's, right now they have two sitcoms. And and a drama, and they announced two more sitcoms premiering in June. Two sitcoms, that's it. Wow, that's that's pretty low compared to the Disney Channel um, standards. Right now, it's just Bunk and Raven's home because Sydney really? to the Max ended. Gabby oh, Duran yeah. on Gabby Duran ended. Coop and Cammy disappeared. I think in late 2020. Wow, I didn't watch yeah. any of those shows ever. <laughs> I yeah, think the last. Uh, I think the, the, my understanding is that it's because, like, as streaming takes over, only the shows that actually do good number streaming remain, and that basically the cartoons, Raven's Home and Funk, does surprisingly well in streaming. So, interesting. That makes sense. I mean, I I can only talk because I think the last time I watched Disney Channel normally, I think we were still in the age of Good Luck Charlie and Jesse, and you know, yeah. So those those are the sitcoms I remember watching before I kind of grew out of grew out of Disney Channel. My last sitcom on that channel was Girl Meets World. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I remember Girl Meets World. They don't yeah, and they didn't treat autism children. They didn't treat autism very well in that show, from what I yeah. Heard. And the whole the whole thing about communism was like entirely misunderstanding everything from what i remember hey if they didn't if they didn't have evil beetles i'm not interested (laughs) (laughs) yes um but anyways um the proud family i i know i watched this as a kid but i don't have like wrong memories of watching it like you know i I can remember certain elements of the show like i i think i think one of the clearest ones i can one of the episodes i remember clearly was um uh, i remember too i remember the episode where penny became one of the bad girls you know, one of the blue skin girls. Oh yeah, I remember that episode. And I also remember the episode where Al Roker made everyone's parents disappear. And what kind of show is this that Al Roker is one of the villains? I love that. Yeah, apparently he came back, and I haven't seen that episode yet. And it it, it is kind of weird that they aged BB and Cece so slightly, but um, Penny seems to have regressed a little bit. 
Yeah, so basically, because uh, um, I remember when the movie came out, um, I, I, I watched Proud Family every so often uh, when it was on Disney Channel, but I didn't like go out of my way to watch it. Um, I do remember it being a big deal when the movie came out, though. And I remember the the the, the whole thing with the peanut people. That was weird. I, I don't forget they did they they did the crossover with Lilo and Stitch like a yes they did that I remember that that was the uh, Spats episode you know with with the alien that could cause fights oh uh, yeah yeah so I remember that so again apart from all these like you know I have very vague memories of watching the Proud Family even though I knew I watched it so and and ever since Disney Plus came into the picture I haven't I haven't really been keeping up with um I. I, I should, but I really should go back and watch all these old shows again because I'd I'd love to, but I don't I don't think I have that much time. So I haven't been watch, streaming the shows as much. But I was pretty surprised here they were reviving uh, the Proud Family at uh, the, the Proud Family. So I'm very glad that this revival exists. And so and you know the episode we watched for this episode um uh it was pretty good. Like you know I felt 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 almost like I'm uh, watching uh. Like you're a kid again. You're watching the sh- the original Proud Family, so yeah. again, they got most they got most of the original company back for this, and it, this, the the animation style is pretty much almost the same. So it's almost like returning to old familiar ground. The animation style is similar to the original, but it, it feels a lot more uh, it feels a lot more clean, and I do really like it. I think the animation is great. All right, well, uh, I am the uh, perfect age and uh, racial demographic to have uh, latched on to this show pretty good when I was a kid because I'm a little uh, uh, Afro-Latina girl. So uh, I just, I grew up with the Power Family. I found it, like, really fun. Uh, I, I used to have, uh, I used to have my hair kind of styled like uh, Penny. Not deliberately, but, like, I, I, I had the perfect hair for little, like, uh, for little puppy pigtails. So I used to wear my hair like that, Penny, a lot. So I really know a lot to her. And uh, I often go back to the show, uh, you know, like, not, like, like periodically, but just, like, you know, whenever, like, I'm, like, I was online, you know, in the past, before Disney Plus, I'd always search the episodes on YouTube occasionally when I was, like, wanting some nostalgia, played the theme song all the time, love me from uh, Destiny Child. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, uh, and then when we got to the class, I started rewatching the Pat family, and I was really excited to hear about Louder and Better. And I've been checking it out since the, uh, and I've been checking it out since the release date. Uh, the only episode I haven't seen yet is the, uh, uh, part one of the finale, mostly because, you know, college is busy. But, uh, yeah, love this show. Uh, it just, it, it means a lot to me. Just, just, it's one of those shows that, uh, like that's the Raven, or you know, like uh, certain shows, like uh, the the Owl House, sort of, like uh, where I'm just like really glad to see representation, and also just I think it's really funny, and I like it. Like it would have been like humor regardless, but it also it also means lots of things. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So, as we mentioned, the reboot, they brought most of the original cast back, which is great because everyone is everyone is just as funny and and um and charming in their characters as ever. Um, the The couple of tweaks that they made are obviously, you know, it's set in the modern day as opposed to, you know, the modern day when the show originally came out. Um, like, uh, 
Uh, was it Scott that said that they um, slightly aged BB and CC up? So they're not babies; they're like toddlers. Which I, I think I, was I think I, it was a I, smart I choice because they can do a lot more that way. They can be more interesting characters mm-hmm. to kind of have you know for comedic possibilities because ultimately this show is very much uh they they were all comedy they they were like very um they were they were very dill pickle so much that tara strong was their voice got recast for the sequel yeah got got recast i think um the one of the one of the major things with this show is, and it's not as much in this episode, although there's still a little bit of it. Is this show can just be really weird and insane, and you kind of just roll with it, and I think that's really fun, because um, you know, like, well, like the, Al Roker the, was the villain in an episode, and he's magic. The, the like, what? movie had the the movie had the peanut beings. Right, exactly. So oh, anything yeah. can happen in this show, and I think that's really fun. And and I think wasn't it the Kwanzaa episode that they got basically visited by ghosts or something? oh yeah and I I realized that uh, when I was covering like all of the different Halloween episodes with my sister last uh, not last year but like two years ago almost I realized that we egregiously omitted the the proud family one but there's a couple other ones we didn't do that were like only kind of tangentially related so i'll probably come back to that this year if i actually manage to do a good halloween episode but we'll see about that uh and of course the reason why i picked this episode and we were trying to get this episode coordinated for a while i think i first got the i think six weeks at this point um yeah it was all the way back in on march 19th and it's now um as we're recording this april 29th so it took over a month to get this set up because of school and, and scheduling conflicts and all that. Um, and in the time since we did, like, like we created the group, um, there's a bit of an incident that happened that has made talking about this episode a little, uh, I, I, I don't know how to really describe it other than just like, it feels kind of like, oof, uh, man. Because um, the whole episode is... Well, there's kind of two things going on in this episode. The first thing that's happening is that Oscar has somehow convinced the bank to give him a loan to build this awful theme park <clears throat> themed to his snacks. But, like, it's so crappily built that, like, everything is falling apart. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, obviously would not fly in the real world today, but it's a cartoon. So saying that would never happen is, you know, defeating the point. I mean, again, like, you know, there's, there's a reason I referenced Action Park when I was being introduced. Oh, yeah. Because even, even with all the regulations, you can still have that one offbeat park that's managed to slip under the radar but it's a pretty big park from what we see it's like is this ever going to show up again? Oh, oh, no, not. But I'm, I'm saying like for, for real world cases oh yeah like um it's like that you can't murder someone that's illegal kind of 
Well, the, yeah, but usually mm, a park that you're opening to the public is going to have to deal with a whole bunch of scrutiny because it's being open to the public, mm-hmm. you know, and you get you have all of these inspections and stuff that happen. But like again, it's a cartoon. Um, but the other thing that's happening is that <clears throat> Oscar has kind of decided that um, he's going to reunite um, Penny's old singing group. Um, what was the original? It was D LPDZ. LPDZ, LPDZ, La Cienega, Penny, Dijonay, Zoe, obviously. Mm-hmm. I forgot the order it was in. Um, but yeah, LPDZ is going to perform. And the other thing about this reboot, and I know we're kind of skipping past the first episode. Uh, the thing about this reboot is they kind of assume that you've watched the original show and at least have some basic idea of the dynamics already. Um, because they don't really do a whole lot to introduce anyone, uh, which I think is kind of good and bad because like it's a it's a reboot of a show that existed, but it's also kind of a spiritual successor in a way. So it's like you know there's going to be new people that are um, that are watching that haven't seen the original show, so they might need a little more context to understand what's going on. But I mean, at the same time, you can pick up on it pretty quickly. It's streaming exclusive and it's streaming on the same platform that the original show was Yeah. So it's it's very easy for the show to be accessible. It would be a stronger flop, it wasn't. But they're That's going true. into this knowing that Cloud Family is on the same platform and a lot of people would already be coming in from that show. And if they're not, then they could just be like, Hey, new people, this whole show right here, right here. Click the button right yeah. here. Because you watched the oh, new Proud Family, watch the old Proud Family. And while I don't know, um, while I don't know what um, Blues Clues and Blues Clues's uh, streaming presence was when Blues Clues and you premiered, Blues Clues lore. <laughs> um, the thing is, it seemed like a lot of, like all all the episodes were, you were using the original episodes as their backbones. So it's oh, kind of yeah. like you don't need to watch the originals because you don't you're getting them kind of againish. Oh, so it's like the Force Awakens kind of. <laughs> um, maybe. But like, and I couldn't even mind it because year to year, how much does the syllabus really change? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so. Uh, as they're touring the park at the beginning of the episode, um, and Oscar shows off the Sugar Mama's Drop of Doom, which is like this 800-foot-tall drop tower that breaks the speed of sound, and it looks like Sugar Mama at the top. And he's like, oh yeah, I created this straight out of my nightmares. It's like, how how is anyone else supposed to know who that is, or or Why? If you don't know Oscar personally, how how would anyone know what's going on here other than just oh, it's some old lady and her dentures, and that's what the ride's theme to. I aspire to be that level of petty. Right? Oh my god! Throw ride on your obnoxious mother. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but then uh, the the controls get messed with by Sugar Mama because of course she does. It's like why would you take her to this to show her this and not expect her to mess with the control panel that doesn't even have anything around it to stop anyone from getting into it? You know, like I, again, I know it's a cartoon, but like, oh my god, the safety measures. It's like you weren't even trying. Obviously, oh, yeah, I'm not. It's more talking about the whole summer. point. 
Yeah, while we're, while we're talking while we're talking about Sugar Mama and everything, it's like, you know, at the beginning of the episode, Oscar's like boasting about how I'm, uh, this combines my love for snacks and my uh, something else. And, you know, and Sugar Mama was like, you should have named it. Nah, too easy. Like, you know, I think the joke kind of went over my head. What, you, um, what is she supposed to be implying? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, because you know, Oscar's boasting about how this thing combines his love of his snack foods that he sells and you know i forget the other thing but so sugar mom was like you know well then you should have named it nah too easy anyone listening to this if you know what she was gonna say let us know in the comments uh, on twitter or whatever yeah we missed that what is it no i was just saying we missed everyone that. missed the twitter comment section yes um and there, there's a bit of a Mr. Toad's Wild Ride reference when Oscar yeah. ends up getting sent to hell. <laughs> Which there's, there's, there's another subtle Disneyland reference later. I'm like, much obliged. Thank you. Honestly, honestly, I think again, I think Chandler, I think you specifically picked this episode just so we can make Disney World jokes. No, really, I wouldn't have done that. I definitely wasn't trying to get like, uh, like, like El Toro Ryan or Ryan O'Reilly to be on this episode or anything. No. Yeah, because I wanted to have I wanted to have El Toro Ryan on this podcast like almost a year ago, and it didn't work out. And I haven't found anything that would be something that would make sense to have him on for. And it's like this one would have, but I wanted to get it out soon, and uh, he's busy doing other stuff. So yeah, that's where I'm at. But anyways, and Ryan O'Reilly was gonna be on this episode, but he had other stuff going on this evening so he he's recording his own podcast hmm. which is unbuilt and you should go you should go listen to it it's a great podcast uh so yeah there's the whole mr toad's wild ride thing um and then um of course the theme song which by the way absolutely slaps obviously it's really good <laughs> so my question is uh, when after Oscar tells um, tells Penny that her uh, singing group is reforming, uh, she's at school and for some reason Uncle Bobby just goes with like goes to Penny's school to help them with this. I, I don't know why he's just hanging out there to help them with this. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense that he would be there. It's like what? Why, why is this old dude that constantly carries a microphone everywhere? Why is he at this middle school? I don't know. You mean Bob, there, Bobby? Actually, they're 14. Yeah, Bobby. Well, yes, I know his name. I'm saying why other people would be like, why is Bobby here? Why, why oh, is he Oh, yeah, here? yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not questioning um, Also, apparently... Um, uh, Apparently, uh, uh, BB and CC get put in charge of the uh, printing out the flyers, and they they write proud sacks instead of proud snacks. <laughs> Better than sad sacks. Proud sacks. <laughs> uh, so one character that they did actually um, tweet quite a bit from the original series, actually. So there's um, so. Out of the core group of characters, um, Dijonay's, um, Dijonay's boyfriend, Sticky, is not in this show. Um, he basically, like, moved far away in the first episode. And, um, mm -hmm. 
and the new girl oh what, and what was the new girl's name i forget her name uh maya 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 so the new girl maya moved into where sticky um used to live um and now michael because was the character with, in, uh, orlando brown's problems and but then michael was a character that was in the original series and oh my gosh the the absolute glow up that he got is mm -hmm. easily the best part of this entire thing michael is the fucking best i love him so much he's great he, he, I, he's lo I love I michael so much to be before. yes he he is just he is the perfect embodiment of the sassy gay friend and he's just the he's just perfect Actually, in my in my notes, I wrote Michael's the fucking best twice. <laughs> he's, like, yeah, he's, he's the best. Michael is the best. Um, and so, of course, they start singing this new song that um, that Uncle Bobby wrote for them. Um, and when Penny starts to sing, her voice sounds like quote sounds like Tone Loke. It literally is Tone Loke that did the the voice. <laughs> that made me giggle. Which is like, you know, it's it's obviously very very just uh, it, it's just very funny. It was, really, it was interesting seeing. Um, I did, I didn't spot who did uh, Trudy's Barry White, but I did I did notice that they um, had a separate um, they had a separate voice for Trudy's Mini Riper. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I don't think Barry White is still alive. I might, but Barry White died in 2003. Yeah, so yeah, some time ago, yeah. just just a little while ago, not too long ago. Um, the other thing I wrote in my notes here is uh, Penny should start a blues group with Candace and some parsnips. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and maybe and maybe they should get my and honestly. I'm on, maybe 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 a Mikey from Recess could open for them because you know he yes. sounds like Robert Goulet. Yes, <laughs> I'm I, I'm surprised that um, this specific thing that Cootie specifically said was like it wasn't just part of puberty that it has like the genetic aspect to it that Penny wasn't even more upset about it. Like it couldn't just be normal puberty; it had to. It had to be a common trait down passed down. It's always got to be something that gets passed down. It's like, oh, well, this is just a little quirk that runs in our family. Like your voice getting freakishly deep when you sing for no reason or turning into a giant red panda. Gotta love just just puberty magic. I'm honestly wondering what they're going to do if Inside Out, if Inside Out ever gets a sequel. Uh, I feel like I feel like Turning Red kind of is the unofficial sequel to, to Inside Out when you think about it a little bit. It's the kind of similar, like like moving moving forward in those those life themes. I mean, oh no, that just makes me want to see the side of Nene's uh, head. What's her mother? Uh, <laughs> Riley's mother had a had a far reduced role compared to. Uh, oh well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. It kind of would be interesting to see a you know a, a sequel to Inside Out where she's dealing with you know more of being a teenager and all that. You know, seeing how how the emotions react to becoming a you know the process of becoming a teenager and everything. And it's 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 a lot. It is, and it's also they they uprooted everything, so everything regarding family traditions and stuff would have to resettle too. Yeah. 
Um, so, um, the, the group tries performing at the park and, uh, Penny gets a drink thrown at her and La Cienega's like, yeah, yeah, we need to kick her out. And she calls, she calls Penny Kermit. <laughs> she literally calls Penny Kermit. I'm like, that's not what Kermit sounds like. <laughs> yeah. But she also um, said, go, go back to Sesame Street. I'm like, well, you know, that was, that was a much obliged reference. Thank you for that. Cause yeah. Usually Disney would be like, what? There was no, Kermit was never on Sesame Street. He was always just the Muppet, you know, just the Muppet show. So that was much obliged for sure. Yeah. And honestly, maybe their performance at the, maybe their performance at a theme park would have gone better if they sang Always Read the Rapper instead. (laughs) That's a joke for all you Epcot nerds. Speaking of voices with this cast. Veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. it's, It's interesting seeing some actors who hadn't really done a lot of prominent things in the last maybe 10 plus years like but like they were they were busy at the time that like they were heavily working when proud family was originally produced like elisa reyes raquel lee are both back and they had and they hadn't really done much uh, a-list acting lately but you knew them from all that and the amanda show and even Ari spears who was on mad tv at the time being back as uh i believe wizard kelly um yeah i've been watching a lot of mad tv lately with the uh that week in snl twitch channel so i've seen them quite a bit lately with the old name and uh, random fact the the voice actress that plays trudy and i'm forgetting the name uh, of the actress off the top of my head but uh she was in uh one of the stories from tales from the hood she was the mom of the kid who like had the voodoo drawings paul j paul j parker paul j parker um yeah. and so um the part of the part of the issue is that the park is like absolutely not deserted entirely but like mostly deserted um and oscar tries to bribe this dad and his kid to come into the park and they go on sugar mama's drop of doom and bb and cc end up messing with the controls and they end up getting injured Um, those toddlers are psychopaths man yeah they, yeah, they, they really are. I noticed when uh, when the the two of them were fighting with Oscar earlier, Oscar's like, Trudy, come get your kid. It's like, why are they? I'm like, aren't they your kids too, Oscar? I mean, Oscar has this tendency to put himself before, to put himself before literally all others, even his own family. So I guess like, you know, he, he of course, he tried to pass them off as her kids and her kids alone. He's like, oh, they're, they're your kids. They're, they're your kids. They're only my kids when I need, I need them for something. Like, mm-hmm. like, like being... Test dummies for my awful snacks. (laughs) Um, And one cameo... It is a very very, uh, Grunkle Stan thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar kind of is just like a less successful Grunkle Stan, except he didn't find something that worked, so he's just trying to to come up with different scams. Maybe they're not always trying to be scams like this is, but, uh, you know, it's it's always a different scheme every week with him. Um, So one random, one very random cameo that they got for this episode was Brenda's song as the news reporter. I'm like, holy crap, it's Anne! 
What is she doing over here? She's yeah. supposed to be back in Amphibia fighting Andreas. Editor Chandler here responding to Chandler from the past comment about Amphibia and oh, oh my god! And now back to the podcast. Well, you know, you gotta take a week off from the trauma. You just get one you just get one day away from the trauma and then you gotta go back to the studio for more trauma. Yeah. Or or I'll I think it's a recurring role she has, but uh um, well, maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen any other episodes with her in it, so. Yeah, it's like, or to make the uh, alternate Disney Channel reference for Brenda Song, I'm glad London found a job elsewhere. Yeah. London, what are you doing here? You don't need a job. Your dad's rich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I like to think what are you doing? Her dad put it all into Tesla stock again. Yeah. I, I'm kind of wondering, like, you know, it's kind of my thing, you know, I I'm, I didn't really watch The Sweet Life on Deck in the later seasons, but I assume that, like, you know, near the end of the show, I think, she, I, I assume, my fan is that, you know, she became a lot smarter after getting her done with the high school and everything and her friendship with Zach and Cody and everyone else. Uh, part of me likes to think that she eventually became smarter and less superficial. Well, she had a, I know she had a web series the whole time that she did. Love the kids things really great and deserve the opportunity of hate, which is love. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's gonna stay in my head till I die. She was I the original. Be, she, was the original uh, she was it the original. She was the original TikTok live streamer. If I had plus. Oh my god! I love that. If I had plus. Maybe we'll have to do. A, uh, we'll have to do a KRT episode sometime about um about uh sweet life. Lip syncing in the rain or bust. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, I, I, I'm telling you right now. If you if you do Sweet Life Channel KRT, I, I fully recommend doing lip syncing in the rain. But yeah, so uh, back to the episode. Uh, so of course, um, the park got shut down, but then the but then and, the, and, the, and, the people and talking with the monkey um, about how. Because of course Oscar still has his uh, his monkey assistant pet I don't know um, indentured servant and um, he's yeah, like Pete well you got for some hungry ass, days Oscar. ahead actually I've got some hungry days ahead too and he tries to eat this like um, these like cheese mousier things that they were selling that he's like yeah they're edible which yeah, like, there was an yeah, April edible. Fool's joke that Disney posted where it was like oh yeah there is there's snack ears. Their ears designed to hold your snacks, and it's like it was an April Fool's joke. I'm like, this was something somebody actually pitched, wasn't it? Yeah, more than likely. By the way, I I, I said this earlier, but Chandler was talking. I I I was ultimately talking talking over Chandler when I said this, but it's like you know, you know the way he treats Miss the the monkey. It's like you know, Pete is coming for your ass, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean honestly, getting that monkey getting that monkey away from Oscar will be the only good thing Pete has ever done. Mm -hmm. And uh, what about uh, what? I mean, I mean, surely someone's gonna come after him for elder abuse too. Even though Sugar Mama abuses him right back. Yeah. I mean, Sugar Mama's the abusive parent, so I guess like you know, Turn about if Oscar needs some revenge, so it's like you know, that one's fair game. Yeah. Everything else though. Um. And um, Penny ends up getting kicked out of the 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 singing group and uh maya um steps in in her place so it's lmdz instead of lpdz 
Um, but then uh, Oscar's like, oh yeah, actually you guys aren't performing because I got Lizzo. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's Lizzo. Lizzo in the Lizzo's. It's Lizzo. And uh, it's, it's later revealed that Oscar only paid her $500 to show up and he expected that would cover the cost of her like actually performing. Yeah. Which, um, to, uh, going back... Going back to the uh, the classic SpongeBob episode about Pearl's birthday, where um, SpongeBob where, to get. Um, where where Pearl wanted to have uh, boys who cry perform, um, Squidward was like, "Oh, they charge like you know, I forget how much it was, but they charge a lot of money just to even show up if you wanted to lip sync, you know." <laughs> and SpongeBob gets them in anyway because you know. You know, he's all, because apparently Mr. Krabs's credit card has no like upper limit. Yeah, so it's like you know, it's it's, it's I, I love it because like you know, it's almost kind of like karma for how Mr. How cheap Mr. Krabs is because you know Pearl specifically asked him not to be cheap, but he did anyway. So SpongeBob's like you know, so Sp and he he gets karma because SpongeBob you know he he spends so much on the credit card bill. So it's like you know, good job SpongeBob. It kind of felt like production was stuck in 2019 or 20 or or 2020. I, I, I haven't watched enough of it to really know, like, like to have really noticed that. I feel like it's yeah. just fine. Yeah. I think I think the influencer thing they absolutely nailed. Yeah, mm. they nailed it. And like you know, to be fair, things move so fast. Like you know. Things move so fast these days just because, you know, um, how, you know, culture just gr is gradually speeding up because of, like, internet and stuff. So, I don't, oh, if yeah. it's just a year or two behind, it's still up to date as far as I'm concerned. It's like Animaniacs, so fast too. It's yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah they, they only have so much time that they can actually, like, get an episode, like, storyboarded and figured out before everything's going to change again. So, mm -hmm. yeah, true. Um, so, of course, um, Penny is sent to deliver the snacks that nobody wants, um, well, in this gift basket to Lizzo, which Lizzo promptly has her throw out the, the window of this tent into, like, a dump with all these other snack baskets. So, Oscar keeps sending her these, but can't actually bother to pay her, because, of course, um... Uh, seriously, like Oscar is gonna end up causing them to causing them to lose like their house and everything with how irresponsible he is as a businessman. Yeah, it's like, really, yeah. really not a good situation. Yeah, and honestly, like you know, the way Oscar was going about calling himself the snack master and dressing like a king, like you know, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, that Weird Al song, Waffle King. <laughs> you know, that's literally what Waffle King is about. It's about this guy who, you know who pretend it's about this guy who thinks that his waffle recipe is all that in a bag of chips and he gets an inflated head over it. Yeah. yeah did I ever say, I'll tell you this about, honestly, I'm thinking about like, a, I even had an idea for a, mu a music video about it. Like, you know, about this guy who, you know, there's like this celebrity in town and he, uh, the, he, unbeknownst to him, there's a celebrity in town. They think, and he thinks it's all this press is for him. And he ultimately ends up upstaging the celebrity and getting uh, thrown out of the place that he's at. Oh, <laughs> that's that's just a random idea I had for a Waffle King music video. Okay, I never did fun. one for that song. Um, uh, but uh, Lizzo kind of gives Penny a pep talk, and then 
there's a montage where they're going through the park and doing different stuff, just, you know, having a good time. Because apparently that was the whole reason Lizzo showed up anyway, was to go, you know, to go to the park and go on all the rides. Um, and they play the song Feeling Good as Hell, but as I alluded to at the beginning, yeah, they, they used a cut of it where they don't actually say the word hell. I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Tired of the Which is so baffling to me. And it's gotta be just because of like TV censorship standards or something. I don't know. But like it's on Disney Plus. It's rated TVPG. I don't understand why you couldn't say the word hell. Like, like I said in the beginning, they use it in a My Little Pony toy commercial and yes! don't change the line. So why the fuck? <laughs> why the heck did they not just use good as hell? I don't think anybody considers that. Like, I do my hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hair toss, check worthy of censorship otherwise hasbro wouldn't have used it for their children's toy commercial hell 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 yeah, i mean it's like you know we we literally covered a movie on this podcast where a bunch of little little kid little soul kids say that word over and over again not to mention like it's been used in like cars and sleeping beauty and hunchback of notre dame and ratatouille and ratatouille which has been broadcast on Disney Channel, I believe, leaving the word in. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I guess Disney is, like, really desperate to appease the uh, moral guardians. Like, you know, because, you know, again, you know, Family Should Guy didn't pull up. for that! <laughs> yeah, I mean, Family Apparently. Guy, like, yeah, like, you know, I'm a, remember, Family Guy infamously portrayed the FCC as a bunch of, uh, of a, a fun, of, as a bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of soulless, humorous rubes who want to censor and who would willingly censor real life if they had the chance. Yeah. They will clean up all your talking in a manner such as this. They will make you take a tinkle when you want to take a piss. And they'll make you call fellatio a trouser-friendly kiss. Here's the plain situation. There's no negotiation with the fellas at the freaking FCC. The... Pretend to be divorced song bases itself on. All the convoluted reasons we pretend to be divorced. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What was that from? That was from the often forgotten Phineas and Ferb special Return to the Second Dimension. Yeah, well, I think. That was from, but yeah. I think that the song itself was on a. The the freaking FCC itself was inspired by this song from a musical called Take Me Along. You know, yeah, uh, the vault, like something about a fire department. Volunteer fireman's or... picnic. Yeah. Apparently, it was apparently the musical was infamous for like you know Jackie Gleason starting and he couldn't sing a note. Also, during the montage, there is of course a haunted mansion reference, and again, I'm like, much obliged, thank you. Yes, and plus they they do a they do a dirty dancing reference as well because you know Lizzo lifts Penny out of the pool the same way Johnny lifts Baby oh, out of yeah. the water. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. The pool of nacho cheese, which wouldn't that either be like scalding hot or like disgusting? But again, that's the whole point, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's the point. So. <laughs> uh, and 
Yeah. Then it turns out that um, I never thought I'd hear someone in a Disney show say "like a boss," like a boss. Yeah, again, I, I, I it should say a lot as I'm like a, as someone with my personal taste in music. You know, I I can't I know "like a boss" existed before "Lonely Island," but I can't think of anyone else but "Lonely Island" when I hear "like a boss." <laughs> yeah, because uh, let me look up the I, I swear the term the name of the guy who originally did it escapes me. Um. Oh, a slim thug. He he was the, he he was the first guy who did like a boss, and then the Lonely Island did their version of like a boss, and it exploded from there. And so Oscar kicked out um, Sugar Mama earlier, and um, Freddie Frito shows up, and obviously Freddie Frito is like the 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 owner in, of a rival company, the in, in universe owner of Frito Lay. Yes. The in-universe owner of Frito-Lay. Which and... sadly does, and by the way, I'm a, I should point out, sadly, Frito-Land does not really exist. Yes. It's, I would it's... go to Frito-Land, though. Oh, gladly. So... Me too. Oh, by the way, here's your... Frito-Land Frito Land in the same resort yeah. as Potato-Land. Yeah. Now that's worth a road trip. Yes. As yes. A, as, yeah. if we ever, God, sick. If we, ever, if we ever buy land in Idaho, we need to build Potato-Land. Yes. And by, and by the way, I'm... Since we're on the subject, here's your daily reminder that Doritos were invented at Disneyland. Yes. Yes, I was going to mention that. Doritos were invented at Disneyland, if you didn't know. They were invented at the Casa del Frito's restaurant. Oh, which is um, now took... Rancho del Zocalo. Yes. Yes, which has temporarily been spray-painted with Encanto. Even though, well, I mean, I guess it's approximately, it's, it's... Because you know, it's like it, it was a Mexican place, and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna kind of have Colombian stuff, but actually, not really." Yeah, I, mean, I remember, like you know, I remember visiting Disneyland Paris in 2018, and they had and they had their Mexican restaurant de- decorated with a uh, cocoa stuff. Yeah, well, they did that at Disneyland too. Oh, really? um, but I was actually just at Epcot earlier today, and they do have a little booth at the Flower and Garden Festival tied to Encanto, and they have a Ray Bus, and I did not get to try one today, but I will have one later for sure. Oh, by the way, Emma, Damn, I, I want to all- know this. I, I want one so bad. I know this is off topic, but just earlier tonight, um, uh, Scott Gustin t- tweeted out like you know he said that Lin Manuel openly Lin Manuel Miranda openly said that he wants to have an Encanto ride in the parks. Yes, we need one. Oh my yes. god! Like seriously, doing it as a trackless dark ride, yes. like Mystic Manor, would be so perfect. Yes, and plus, Disney, you, I, if you want more IP in the parks, this would be the perfect place. To build a Columbia Pavilion, you probably yes, have an excuse to build Pavilion. a Columbia Pavilion. Absolutely. I mean, besides, like you know, Encanto was already praised by many people for helping shift the dynamic of how people perceive Columbia, because normally it was just like you know, drug trafficking, and that was it. But now, thanks to this movie, they are able to see the and, natural and probably more of- as its own thing, as opposed to just part of South America. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. So like you know you can actually ha- now you have an incentive to build a Columbia Pavilion to showcase like the culture and the history of the place while still having an Encanto ride like you know you could have like you know, uh, the front of the pavilion be like you know the, your typical Colombian village like you know based more on reality but at the back of the pavilion could be Casita yes and, like you have the big ride oh, I would love that that would be great that's and, what I, that's what we plus, all want like, that's what know, the world needs yes and plus I would love to meet like. I know Mirabelle is currently meeting at Disneyland, and fingers crossed she comes to. And she's Disney like World the best face character I've ever seen. Yes. She's so the. Oh my god, the 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 casting is so yes. perfect. Like she's so funny. It's yes. great. She needs to come to Disney World Wait, somewhere. Does she, does 
she have a head or is it her own person? Like, is it yeah, yeah, it's, it's she's a face suit. character. She's not yeah. a she's not a suit character. She's a face character. Yeah. Ah. Okay. And she is like hilarious a... and adorable, and I love her. Yes. I like, face so great. And thought... In fact, I'm uh, I'm reminded, and plus, you know, with Columbia, like you know, if you have an Encanto ride, you could actually open up the possibilities. You could have you could practically meet almost every other member of the Encanto family, like you know, Isabella, Luisa. Camilo and Dolores and uh, Tia Peppa and uh, even Bruno and everyone. So back to the Prod family because I do kind of want to wrap this up soon. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Just because I gotta I go to bed and be up early yeah, tomorrow. Our, our, mention, our mention of Fritos eventually spiraled into like you know our desires for having Columbia and the uh, and Kanto in the parks. Yes. Uh, so Freddie Frito gets thrown out and we never see her again. So I don't know if she's gonna come back or not. Uh, but. Everyone thinks Lizzo's going to perform, but then Lizzo actually hands it over to um, LMDZ and their lead singer, Penny Proud. Um, because the whole, thing, the whole this whole episode was really just about kind of like, you know, building building Penny's self-esteem and being like, you know, look, maybe you um, sing differently than you used to, but that doesn't mean you're any less awesome than you, than you were previously. And I think that's a good message. Um, yeah. 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 And we kind of glossed over her kind of like, you know, being upset with her friends, which obviously she had every right to be upset with them because yeah. they were unnecessarily cruel to her. I mean, that's kind of La Cienega's whole thing, but everyone else voting yeah. around is like, oh, come on. Yeah, it's like, you know, and plus, uh, Los, plus, like, you know, there's a bit like, you know, where La Cienega tries to steal the spotlight away from her, but then Penny's just like, no, sells her and starts singing again. Yeah. Oh, La Cienega. You sure are. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like you know it's like it's like why why are they even friends with her? But it's like well you know she's not the worst most of the time. Oh, and plus like I'm uh there there's there I've heard that there is an episode in this cluster of episodes of the revival that makes her far more sympathetic because you know she ends up becoming uh, falling afoul to someone who wants to replace her, La Brea. Oh. Yeah. That's oh, right. yeah. That was a really good episode. I I really enjoyed that one. Uh, it's a new side to Lafayette, and I and I think it's a I think it's something needed. Uh, the show doesn't really uh tend to flesh out Lafayette all that much, with the exception of a couple of episodes. But she's such a part of the group, and I think it would be well to show someone new love in her character, which I'm hoping is the case going forward with Flatter and Murder. Because it's like, why are they friends? That's not, you know. Yeah. Like it is exactly like, why are they friends? I think I think La Cienega is like kind of like you know, she she's like she's like season one of Amphibia Sasha level bitchy. Well, yeah, but even Sasha, like in in season one of Amphibia, you could tell there was more depth there than there is with La Cienega. True, at least as of right now, they could they could definitely do more with her, and I'm hoping that they will because, um. Obviously, it's a it's a it's a brand new it's a brand new show basically. So you can do different things with these characters that you weren't able to do before. And I would like to see it. I I, I think it, uh you know Lasianica is like the Latina on that show, like the main Latin like Latin character. So it would be nice to see her get some more depth than just like the main one. Yeah. Um. Does anyone have any other thoughts about this episode? Uh, I wish Lizzo had two <laughs> I want more of that, please. Just in general, I just love Lizzo doing things. I, I hope, I hope she comes back again. That'd be really fun. Uh, 
I because I, I love Lizzo. I, I actually got to see her perform fairly recently, which is awesome. And yes, and this time, and, and next time she's on the show, let her fucking curse. <laughs> yeah. Let Lizzo say fuck. <laughs> let Lizzo say fuck. Let Lizzo I, say fuck. I will say that um, th- this episode was probably the start of where I really started getting into the show like i was i was watching every week but i um things really started picking up here oh the second the second that i saw they were doing an episode that was about a a dangerous theme park i'm like oh this is going to be insane and i'm here for it yeah i mean there's a reason why a lot of a lot of cartoons will do an episode where there's a theme park and then like shit just starts falling apart because it's such a fun thing to do with a cartoon uh, that you can't do in real life, with the exception of like Final Destination three. But even then, that's ultimately just a cartoon. Honestly, I mean, this like is, this is... like that that roller coaster didn't actually exist. Like yeah, they filmed parts of it on the corkscrew in uh, in um, that one park in Canada at, at Playland. Um, but like the roller coaster that they created was like this this 200 foot behemoth that they made from scratch at a computer. Yeah. I mean, it's like, so, plus, you know, doing, doing very cartoonish roller coaster shenanigans is always, and granted there wasn't really a whole lot with the roller coaster. The drop ride was the main focus, but still like, you know, just theme park shenanigans are fun to do in cartoons. So. I mean, remember Phineas and Ferb literally started their run on Disney channel with an episode about a roller coaster. Yes, they did. That was the first, and that was the first episode of this podcast. So, you know, kind of bringing that full circle yeah. there. And plus like, you know, again, this is why, this is why itchy and scratchy land is one of my favorite episodes of the Simpsons. Cause you know, they, you know, I love, I love the idea. I love the whole thing. It's like, you know, you get the Disney park pastiches, you get them fighting robots. You get like, you know, the road trip, the, the parts with like the road trip they get, they take to get to itchy and scratchy land. Like, you know, I'm sure that's. I'm sure that brings back a lot of memories of all the road trips we've been on. Is are we there yet? Are we there yet? Honestly, I'm. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? I know. Are we there yet? Yes, we're here. This is This is what we've been waiting for. To be waiting right here in the line. I I would like as long as we're talking about um other theme park episodes, I want to shout out Family Land from American Dad. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, maybe yeah. we'll cover that one episode of The Simpsons someday on this podcast. Since yeah. normally I'm not going to cover The Simpsons unless there's like a, a special that they do that like is particularly Disney, but which they have, which they have, <laughs> we did cover. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this what this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about. I, I voted for Parks Month last month. Yeah, all Disney because you know there was a chance that we could that we would have gotten like um, a whole bunch of a uh, Simpsons the chance to talk about a Simpsons theme park episode. Like, you know, there was a whole list I think Tony had lipped up. Like, you know, it was there, it was, um, it was, uh, Itchy and Scratchy Land, a uh, special Edna. Um, let me see what else. I still like one of my favorite more recent Simpsons episodes is the, the Halloween episode that they did that wasn't a Treehouse of Horror, where it was the, um, the Krusty Land Halloween Horror Nights thing. Oh, yeah. Where, where Lisa gets like traumatized by the event. Um, uh, that was, that was a really like like that was a really good episode. I really liked that one, yeah. especially with like and, the merge thing that they did. And, and, and speaking plus, of they... Escape from Walt Disney, does anyone have anything they want to plug? Oh yes. Okay, so I have con- I recently appeared on. Uh, well, first I I've joined Culture Slice, 
and I, I wrote an article that basically um, chastises the non-believers by um, running through how Agents of Shield kept itself in continuity with the um, with the with the prime MCU universe, even when it seemed like it hadn't. And I've also appeared on a Moonhawk Studios, um, their podcast. Uh, um, I've, I'll also be um, appearing uh, soon again on the Emperor's New Podcast. And I'll be, and I've also kind of taken up the uh, Rainbow Reel Revival Club uh, watch party watch parties and indeed this weekend to prepare for the um, Escape from Vault Disney episode, I will be hosting a watch party for, uh, although actually I think it, it probably won't be out before it happens. So, but yeah, um, yeah I'll, I'll, I've basically taken up hosting the Rainbow Wheel Revival Club watch parties and that happens uh, Saturday nights at around eight o'clock p.m. Eastern. How, how I how consistent I'll be with it, I'm not sure, but it's I'm not I'm technically not obligated to, but I still like hosting. My my Twitter is at the Nick Fan Club. I'm on Discord at the Ranger Scott ninety four, and my Instagram is Scott ninety four. Okay. Sorry, I mean, Matt, again, you I have to plug your Twitter if you don't have anything else to plug. I mean, again, like, you know, I, I, bar I barely use my Twitter at all. I, mean, I, mean, I mainly use it just an excuse to chat with these guys. So, yay! Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, apart from that, That's you can just, apart from that, if you like the sound of my voice, you can hear me on other episodes of this podcast. You know, recently I was on there last, I was on two episodes last October talking about Lego Star Wars Halloween special and the scariest story ever, Mickey Mouse Halloween Spectacular. Yeah. Apart from that, and apart from that, I've also done multiple episodes of the, of the Emperor's New Podcast and two episodes of Channel KRT talking about Bear in the Big Blue House and Muppet Classic Theater. So if you like the sound of my voice, you can you should go check those out. Yeah. And yeah, I've got, I've got past right, yeah. episodes of that, the Emperor's New Podcast. I've got past episodes of this. And I'm, all, all, I'm, I'm also still with What's on Paramount Plus. I'll probably be having an article at some point next month covering the fairly odd parents fairly odd from the perspective of someone who also uh rewatched the entire original series um because of both the anniversary and the premiere of the new show that new fairly odd parent show looks painful Woo! It really it, thank god i don't have paramount plus i do but i don't have to pay for it <laughs> yay i don't have to pay for it either um, hey. Miranda, go ahead and do your plugs. Hey, okay. You can find me at Carousel Unique on Twitter and Tumblr and TikTok. And uh, I do art, so I can always use more commissions because I am a college student and money helps with my degree. Yeah. And also, I like to eat food, so yes. hit me up. And watch Bluey. It's good for your mental health. Watch Bluey. 
<laughs> and Dairy Girls while you're at it. And Proud oh. Family. Oh my happens. god, they're doing that that bluey live tour. I'm like, okay, so how how do I go see that without looking like a crazy person, you know? If if Luckily the Wiggles can me, play can for like audiences full of adults as they're currently doing in Australia right now, I'm sure <laughs> that you can get away with seeing Bluey live. Yes. And by the way, if I the Wiggles ever come do come to America, do the reunion tour in America, if the Wiggles ever do their reunion tour in America, you can bet your fucking ass I'm going to be in the audience for it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to end the recording. You can follow me on Twitter at Starport97 and at the YouTube channel Starport97, as well as this podcast at Ad Podcast Acronym. If you like this and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe. I'm all the usual places, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I'm now available on iHeartRadio and Audible. Leave us a review, give us five stars, and share us with your friends. I've got a handful of episodes of my flagship show, Theme Park Backlot, on my YouTube channel. I also visited a whole bunch of parks across the Midwest last summer, and I'm slowly working on getting those vlogs finished. The first three episodes of that series are out on YouTube right now, and the fourth one about Silver Dollar City should be coming out today, with the fifth one being able to be viewed about the day we drove from... Branson to St. Louis and went to the Arch and also got to do a cave tour will be available as a rough cut either today or tomorrow on my Patreon. And speaking of my Patreon, if you want to support me even more, be sure to check out my new and improved Patreon. That's right. I actually have a Patreon again. Patreon.com slash Starport97. Just a dollar a month gets you early access to new episodes of this podcast one day early and new videos at least one week early. Sometimes more if I... Haven't finished the next one quite on time. Now, we're going to take a little bit of a break, but the next episode is going to be a good one because the next episode will be our 50th episode of the podcast without a cool acronym. And so I figured it would be appropriate to review a movie that is kind of a bit of a big crossover between a bunch of different Disney television animation properties as well as other things. Yes, that's right. For our 50th episode spectacular, we will be covering the new Rescue Rangers movie. So be sure to join us for that in a few weeks, right here on the podcast without a cool acronym. Wait, your voice changed? What can I do? Oh, okay. <laughs> you sound just like Tone Loke. That's what everybody keeps telling me. Who is he anyway? Someone who could not be stopped. What can I do? Yeah.